0: grab bag a weekly podcast reviewing games from the game pass collection bringing you three unique perspectives from a varying skill range i am your wonderful host and hardcore gamer and master at clicker hero andrew with me as always our experienced gamer the man the myth the guy who can't quite get a shot keith what up? and of course my wonderful wife who can't figure out the difference between a right trigger and a right bumper
1: <laughs> hey guys
0: this week we went over keith's pick Which, Keith, do you want to tell us what you picked and why you picked it? I picked Sunset Overdrive, which you'd also
2: know if you listened to our last episode. So if you didn't, go listen to that after this. Uh, Just so they could
0: hear you pick this? (laughs) Yeah.
2: Well, no, because they need to listen to our other episodes, obviously. That's true. Anyways, (laughs) I played Sunset Overdrive maybe like two and a half, three years ago when it came out on like Games with Gold, because it was always a game that looked so fun to me and I never just wanted to buy. And then I played it like, like an hour and a half and I think Overwatch came out and then I never touched it again. So I was pretty excited to dive back in and I was very
0: pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I played this game when it came out because like when I was following this game and like seeing the trailers for it in E3, I was like, ah, this game looks kind of weird. I didn't care for like the aesthetic of like the punk rock. And I was just like, ah, I don't know, this looks kind of goofy. But then when it came out, I was seeing the reviews and videos of it, and I was like, okay, I gotta get this game, and I actually bought it for 60 bucks, and I absolutely do not regret that. But a quick <laughs> synopsis of this game is you're playing, your first a janitor working at a concert of the new soda that's coming out, brought to you by the company Fizco. It's called Overdrive, and sure enough, everyone's drinking it, and it ends up mutating the entire city, and the entire city ends up becoming a complete apocalypse. So you, being the scrappy young survivor that you are, slide, grind, and jump all over the place and killing all these mutants and trying to save the city. It's The story itself is pretty basic, but I think it does the job very well. But I think what complements most of the story is its characters. And I think this game does a fantastic job with its characters. Keith, what did you think of the characters?
2: I thought they were pretty much all fantastic. I can't really think of any of the characters that I didn't like because they all just had such unique personalities so it kind of breaks into where you have four factions or three factions and we can get into all that but I just think they're just great personalities they're so likable and the game is just hilarious start to finish so uh, that's something that's always going to hook me in a video game is when you can make me laugh at the same time as you can give me a very enjoyable product
1: I will say that like most games that we play one of the characters that you really end up liking dies shocker <laughs> Keith, Keith
0: totally called that when we were oh. playing this It's really like ah oh, it. this is not gone to the guy yet he
1: was kind of like the crotchety old guy and then you had the super optimistic character I forget their names I remember the guy that dies but I don't want to give a spoiler away I mean it's
0: literally like pretty close to the beginning yeah
1: that's very true but yes I did love the characters
2: I absolutely knew that it, Andrew said it as soon as it happened, because the scene itself, other than just being a video game, made literally no sense. You walk out without a scratch, and he's just dead. It's like, oh, I knew that it was going to happen. Sense. Oh, for sure.
1: But I will say that like towards the beginning, the rich kids, I didn't understand where their head is at. Because you have to go through this whole rigmarole to get them involved. Don't these people want to be rescued from the mutants? And they're like, oh, I'm not helping you until you get my robot dog. And it's like... That's the dumbest thing.
0: Well, this game is all about cliches, and that's what they are. They're the cliche, rich, preppy kids that they expect everyone to cater hand over foot. I mean, you have to go and give them... He only, one of the characters only drinks the most pure water. water. Yeah, I like the <laughs> commercial says you can't afford it. So like, they're just meant to be cliches, and like that's how it is with everyone, because you have the LARPer group who just think that you're in the 12th century and only use foam weapons even though there's a bunch of mutants killing everyone. Then you have you know the the Boy Scouts who are really good at making traps and they're they're survivalists. So everyone's just like these real caricatures of like what they're trying to represent. But how do
1: these rich people eat? You know what I mean? Like I feel like they're in this building. Like how much food do they have? Now,
0: you can't. Granted, they're at like a Chuck E Cheese, so they could be eating pizza. But you can't that's be true. nitpicking this game. This game is not meant to be nitpicked because there is a lot. Obviously, you can nitpick about this game, but that's what's so good about this game.
2: Most of it, it actually calls itself out on. There's yeah. one of the missions in particular where you're talking to Sam back at the base, one of the rich kids, and there's no cell phones. Everyone's just talking, and they wait, go, "Wait a minute, how is he talking to us if none of us have cell phones?" She's like, they just "Don't saying, worry technology. about technology." Yeah. No, she's <laughs> like, "Don't even worry about that. We have to worry about the mission." So, every every aspect of, like you said, where they can eat or what they can eat, it's not there. I don't know.
0: And that's what I love. I think made me fall in love with this game so quickly. It's a game that doesn't take itself seriously. To me, this is kind of like what a video game is. The whole reason video games are video games. It's just something that's so ridiculous and bombastic. But it's this fun fantasy world where you can just kind of really have fun with. Even though it's a terrible thing going on. You know, all these people are dying or turning into mutants. And the city's in chaos. But it's not a dark game. It's very colorful. It's very bright. And it just has a lot of fun. It does tons of pulp culture references. It's very humorous. The characters are great. The gameplay's great.
1: I love the crude language. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, it, yeah, it's very crude. And it's it's violent, but not too violent, because majority of the blood is just orange goo. There's some blood, but it's not much. Uh, but the great thing, too, is you can turn any of that off, you know, if you don't want to be... It, it is, can be pretty vulgar with its language, but it, there is an option to turn it off. There's also an option to reduce the gore.
1: Well, but. even the guns are kind of silly. Like, they have the teddy bear um, like, rocket launcher thing. Um, so, I mean, like, even the guns they had fun with.
0: Yeah, I mean, so this game is from Insomniac Studios. And a lot of you who play Xbox probably haven't heard too much of Insomniac Studios because all the games they've mostly made, their big hits are on PlayStation. So they've done the Resistance series, they've done Ratchet and & Clank, and they've done Spyro. And then more recently, they just did the uh, Spider-Man game on PlayStation. So this was their first kind of exclusive to Xbox. And the big thing that Insomniac's really known for is their guns. And as Liz is saying, like they, you could clearly see they put a lot of effort, and they had a lot of fun with the guns, because they're all just very unique. They all handle very well, but they all complement each other pretty, like they all complement each other pretty well, because some of them you want to burn the people. And then switch to, like, a bullet gun to kind of do extra damage because they're on fire. Or there's, like, ones where you can deploy so you can leave a couple traps and then lure monsters into them to kind of do a quick kill. So the weapons in this game, I think, are awesome. Liz, what was your favorite gun?
1: Definitely the the teddy bear. Because I feel like it did, like, the most damage. So I didn't really do well with switching guns because that was the one i always wanted to use so i would use that until the ammo was out and then i'd be like crap and then i'd switch to other guns but i feel like i should have like spaced it out i just i just thought it was the most useful it was the funnest to use i thought that was my least favorite <laughs> i love because you could like just blow up multiple people in one small area and then you could get like the um what was it called like, the dirty hairy mm-hmm. is that one yeah so okay. i mean that was just my go-to
2: yeah the dirty air was one that I used really as as like one of my main guns. That was the first one I made level five actually really yeah i I used the heck out of that gun. I just found it always it was just always effective for whatever situation I needed. I don't necessarily agree with Liz on the Teddy bear, but I thought it was a ton of fun. I honestly think all the the guns were that was one of my favorite things about the game as a whole but other than that, the I think you and I agree, I don't remember the name of it, the sprinkler gun uh, with the poison.
0: This, yeah, I think it was yeah. I I just
1: it, called Acid Sprinkler. I think it is. I think it
2: was just an Acid Sprinkler, yeah, you're right. And yeah, that thing was just just loads of fun. You just pile up 50, 60 OD that are trying to take down your base, just throw one of those out, and watch the points rack up, and then all of a sudden you have your four times powers going on,
0: there's lightning, and...
2: It's it's just awesome.
1: Didn't you say you like the dude, the bowling ball one? The dude
0: I think is good, but it's just kind of hard because you have to really be a good shot with it, and you really have to line enemies up. Overall, I think my favorite gun is ah, oh, what's it called? The murdering. It was a fast shooting boomerang, but it shoot these wrenches, and it would just slice through all the enemies. It worked very much like the high fidelity, the gun that shoots the vinyl records. Because with the murder ring, yeah, it shoots wrenches out, and as the name suggests, it bounces around like a boomerang, takes up multiple people, but the great thing is, majority of the shots return to you. So you practically have unlimited ammo with the gun. And when you get it to level 5, it just destroys everything.
1: I didn't get that one yet. That's it's why.
0: such a good gun. But I think I only got it to like 4,
2: maybe. I know I haven't maxed it out yet. I actually was having a ton of fun with the AK-47, to be honest, because... Like you were the AK-47 is just
0: very basic, but good.
2: It is, but if you get... So, as you mentioned, a lot of these guns, or all the guns you can add, these amps they're called, which modify your gun. And so you put a modifier on there. I had the one I used was it could turn enemies into a rage, and so they'd start attacking each other. And in some of those big boss fights, you turn the, the boss against his team, and it is just great. It's just
0: a... <laughs> oh, see, I used the... What is it? Yeah, it's called like the hater amp, where, yeah, it has a chance to turn the enemies against the other enemies. For me, I used it on the taunt decoy. So it was a little decoy where you sent out a person, which is always funny because the person would always say things like, hey, bro, let's work out. And of course, (laughs) it makes all the monsters angry at it and try to attack it. But while they're attacking the taunter, it would actually make the enemies that attack it go against the other enemies. So it actually worked as a fantastic chain for me.
2: Uh, See, that makes sense. Yeah, that was, and that was the thing that was great too, is that. You could you could use multiple guns to just improve your situation, I guess you could say. You could just have or different ways to kill people, and it kind of had a Borderlands feel to me, but there would just be so many more enemies on the screen, so it was a little bit more exciting when you get those 50-60
0: streaks. Well, as you mentioned, Keith, with the numerous enemies, the thing I really want to mention with this game that I think is fantastic is the lack of load times. After playing yes. a couple other games along load times, <laughs> The longest this game loaded is like five seconds. Fast travel is super quick. The game runs super smooth. There's sometimes where the screen is just filled with enemies and everything's exploding. You have sprinklers going off. Guns are exploding. Like everything's just a huge mess. But not once did I ever feel like this game like, sh- like stutter. I didn't see any items pop in and out. Like The game is just so well designed that I never felt frustrated with this game or it never kind of took me out of its world. Because this game needs to be fast. It needs to be smooth. You need to be able to like actually hit the proper buttons in order to jump and glide and to grind all over the place. So like, if this game had any sort of frame rate issues or things would pop in and out, this game would just be completely ruined.
1: It but is all momentum. It
0: is. But they did such a good job with the lack of load times and being able to things to kind of pop into the world and it doesn't feel like out of place.
2: No, I couldn't agree with you more. I think I ended up putting close to 18 hours maybe into the game. Um, I I ultimately beat it. And all the time I put into it, I think it crashed on me once. It was just like I was running around a wall in a corner. It just went to a black screen and never came off that. I I think some dropped your Xbox. Because like, I mean,
0: you complain yeah, but, about that with Prey either, and I never had a crash with this game or Prey.
1: I had one issue with the game, and my character, it was, she was between two objects, and she just kept jumping by herself up and down, stuck. And the enemies came and ended up, you know, knocking me out. But yeah, I couldn't move. But it only happened one time.
2: Yeah, and, and as I said, I'm not even complaining about that. I'm I'm saying you're 100 percent right as a whole because the game really never gave me any issues while I was playing it.
0: I I had one glitch where my character actually ended up getting stuck in one of the fizzy fortune machines (laughs) which I know those are one of your favorite things Keith
2: oh my goodness did it just keep repeating new ones over and over and over again
0: no I was I was in the middle of a quest and I ended up like ground slamming near it and my character ended up going in it so since I was in the middle of a quest monsters just spawned near me and I just let them kill me but luckily since there was no load times I just instantly loaded right back into the mission and it just it's kind of like no harm no foul like, it set me back, like, five seconds.
2: Yeah, there was, a, there was actually tons of times where I would get into fights that I had to die just five or six times, and I was like, I don't even care, because you just jump back right back in so quickly that I wasn't even upset about it. Um, but I will have to make this point, because you mentioned it, the fizzy fortune machines. The game itself is just hilarious as a whole, but they might have been one of the funniest things in the entire game. I clicked on one of them and one of the first things that came up with it was, the next time your mother says she loves you she'll be lying and I, I don't wow. know why but it just made yeah I was like that's just so vicious but it was hilarious at the same time I just yeah, appreciate what the game humor. is like the like I said the game breaks so many it does the fourth wall breaking things so often so it's just making fun of you as a gamer and it's just I kind of appreciate it I'm like yeah it's funny
0: yeah, and that's what this game does so well—is with its humor. Is that it's yeah the fourth wall breaking in it is just it's done so well, but it's not quite overdone. What's so like
1: fourth wall breaking, Sorry.
0: where they where characters are mentioning like that hey they're realizing that they're in a video game, and they kind of make jokes about it. So like oh, okay. there was times where so anytime you start up the game. You know how the like your character always starts with the camera super close to your character and your character ends up hitting the camera so it backs up? That's kind of a fourth wall breaking thing because your character's acknowledging that there's a camera following her. Uh, there's a moment where she's talking about the disembodied voice, giving her instructions, and she'll link the disembodied voice when it's just the announcer giving you the tutorial. Um, one of the main quest givers, his name's Floyd. He's the guy who kind of creates all the amps for you. But he makes a joke about how he's at every, every base He goes, oh, go to that base and talk to my future self. It's not actually me. It's me in the future. (laughs) So it's kind of explaining as to why there's multiple, like, he's always at a base (laughs) because it's not him. So it does a really good job with its humor with that. Uh, But it also does a ton of pop culture references. There's Back to the Future. They do Space Odyssey, Game of Thrones, uh, Breaking Bad. I mean, just about anything you could think of there's more than likely a reference of it it's it's really clever how they did it
2: yeah well i mean one of the characters names was for kim with the number four and i'm kind of wondering if that was some sort of reference to 4chan because at one point two during a mission sam's trying to hack into something and he just kind of goes silent for about 30 seconds it's actually the glider mission early in the game and she starts yelling at me and he goes oh sorry i just was looking at something on reddit so there's just like even weird internet references beyond just movies and, and other things, too. I just thought it was really funny.
0: They even did a really good job with making the villain humorous. Uh, the main villain you normally end up fighting is the mascot of the Fizzco company, which is his name is Fizzy. You first see him at the beginning as a giant blimp, and he's one of the earlier bosses you fight. But he's just really funny because he's this kind of cute-looking character, but he has the most vulgar mouth. And while you're fighting him, he just keeps swearing at you and then trying to kill you. And it's just I really love that kind of humor where it's this cute, adorable creature, and he's just being so like vulgar with you.
1: I struggled with him at the beginning when you first meet him, and I ended up muting him because he used to, like kept using the same insults, but it was just frustrating because he was also taunting me, and I had almost beat him. And there's just like a little section that I couldn't do and he just like kept taunting me and I ended up eating it. (laughs) I
0: had enough of you. Yeah, there's the big gameplay thing about this game is it's traversal. And I think they did a fantastic job with it. It is something that is easy to pick up, but very hard to master. And I know Liz is a noob. You kind of struggled a little bit with it as you were talking about fighting Fizzy. 'Cause the last part of his fight you have to kind of keep grinding and jumping up these various rails. And I know you were having a bit of issue with it. But overall, how did you think of the traversal in this game?
1: I almost wish that they had an easy mode. I died quite a bit. I mean, I thought it was I thought it was pretty difficult. I also I struggled with just like be, there are some things that I thought that I should have known, but I didn't. So, for instance, Andrew told me that um, you could air dash, you jump up in the air and you can shoot yourself forward. And I didn't know you could do that. And once I did, getting around the game was so much easier. But there were little things like that that would have been helpful in the game that I don't think it was really explained.
0: Well, that's the thing. It's not something you get right away. And that's what another thing I kind of liked about this game with its traversal. It very much gives you the basics of just grinding, jumping, bouncing. But as the game goes on, when you beat certain missions, it gives you the extra abilities. So you don't have that air dash right away. And you also don't have like a water dash either. Like you just have the very basics. But as you play, they slowly feed you these little new movements which completely drastically changed on how quick you can get around the city. Because you have, I don't think you got to it yet, but then there's the ground pound ability where you slam on the ground and then you can jump and launch yourself even higher in the air.
1: It could be my fault too because, like I've said a million times, I'm unobservant. They probably did tell me, hey, you can do this, but I wasn't focusing on it. I was probably focusing on something else. But yeah, so I, I did think it was kind of hard as a noob, but I don't think it's – I mean, I think it's doable – But I do like one thing that I love when talking about like the grinding and stuff because it reminded me of an old game I used to play. I think it was like a Tony Hawk like skateboarding game that I really love. It reminded me of that in Resident Evil combined (laughs) and that's what I just kept thinking about the whole time.
0: I don't know. I mean it's kind of close. Granted it's not as serious as either of those games.
1: But I think my biggest problem with this is the aiming. So I think that's why I like the teddy bear gun so much because with that one, you didn't really have to aim. It was kind of just like a generalized um, burst in an area. But when I had to actually like fight Fizzy, um, you really had to focus in on him. And you had to hit him exactly where the disc golf ball was. So I think for me, it's just like I need to learn to aim better.
2: Yeah, I, that's where I was using the Dirty Harry for what it's worth. Because it just had something more of a precise type of action or precise type of shot. But... I was just looking at something I seen this where you basically nailed it on the head because the the developers themselves Insomniac described it as um inspiration from Tony Ox pro skater Jet Set Radio which I don't know I never played but you owned I love drink, Jet Set Radio. Yeah, Jet yeah, Set Radio. I, I, maybe a I played game. it at your house actually. I it, don't know. It came out
0: on the original Xbox as well.
2: Oh, uh, okay. But yeah, and then at least another one they mentioned was Prince of Persia, which I think I played way back in the day, but yeah, yeah, I think you basically nailed it, Liz. I think that's exactly like what the game was, and it's it's just it's such a fun concept for it because you don't see that in a lot of zombie type of games. A lot of them are just very straight to the point. Yeah, maybe you get a unique weapon like a cool baseball bat with some nails on it or something, but you don't get a lot of stuff. I guess even to me, maybe the closest I can think is what's um, the one you're in a mall? I can't I think of that one. Dead Rising. Dead Rising, yeah, where it had it had some humor. It kind of it made you know poke fun at itself with a little bit of fourth wall stuff, and it had some pretty unique weapons. But I can't think of any other game like this that just really felt that different or felt like I, I it felt like I was almost looting, but they were all like a set number of weapons. There was just so many to choose from that it felt like it was,
0: and that's what I think makes this game so unique and so good is that it is just something so different. It just, it doesn't take itself serious. It's just a very fun game. Something you can be really mindless with because the story is kind of dark with everyone dying, but it doesn't focus on that and doesn't dwell on it. It's just bright colors, explosions, have fun. And I think, and that's what makes me so sad that this game just did not sell well. It just had very little advertisement to it. And it was just, it was kind of swept under the carpet for a lot of people. And it makes me so sad because I absolutely would love another uh, a sequel to this game.
2: It obviously needs a, a sequel or could use one because it even leaves it open for one at the end. But I agree.
1: I really love how open the world was. And with the grinding and everything, it made getting around so much more fun. Because I feel like usually with, especially like zombie games and stuff, it's all about being sneaky and you hide and you,
0: you take... conserve your ammo.
1: Exactly. And this one is just guns blazing. Just go for it. And so you would get really, really far across the map, and it wouldn't feel like it took you that long.
0: No. And there's also even a fast travel, which, once again, since this game has like no low time, just the fast travel in the game was so nice, because it just instantly would just, like, boop, you're already on the other side of the world. No problem.
2: Yeah, it, I mean, it also made making side missions a lot easier, too. You didn't feel like, oh, God, I'm going to have to fast travel over there to just go collect these two things. You could do it and then hop back and five minutes so
0: yeah and you wouldn't even have very, to complete very. the side quest you could be halfway through side quest and then decide you know I don't want to do this anymore I'm just gonna do this challenge over here and there was absolutely no punishment for it and I think no that's in most so cases good. you
2: could just pick right up where you were because a lot of them were just collecting missions so you could just yeah. pick right up where you left off and like you said no penalty so it's just very easily rewarding and it's just a game you can pick up and put down at a whim which is yep. really nice too
0: yeah, it's, it's a really good game. That Yeah, because the story is not that interesting. So, yeah, you could easily put this game down for a good week or two and come back and not feel lost. It, I think it would be a little bit hard to kind of get back into the rhythm of the traversal, but it took me... So I originally played this game when it first came out, and I beat it then. And so that was, what, 2014. And so I'm now playing this game now. And it took me a little bit of time, but I quickly picked up on the traversal. And now I'm zipping and flying everywhere through the city without like, without any sort of hesitation. Yeah, so, it took
2: me maybe about 30 minutes jumping back into it myself, I'd say.
0: Yeah. So I think this game is, is a really good game that you can kind of pick up and play. It's something you would play for like 15 minutes, do one quick mission or two, and then just kind of put it down.
1: I also realized that I didn't really have to look things up with this game, which was nice. So I feel like a lot of the games that we play... I'll have to look up a YouTube video and find out where something is. The one time that I did it, I couldn't find a backpack, and it was up in a tree, but it was, like, kind of, like, in the top of it. So it was very hard to see, and I just, I got irritated because I was looking forever. And that's the only time I really had to do that. So I I think it was pretty easy in that respect, too.
2: Well, so I don't don't know if you actually knew these were in there or not, Liz, but that's something you time to make a really good point that something I thought was cool about the game was with all the different weapons that you had at your disposal and you're going what is this I don't really know every single one of them with just a quick button it just loaded up a quick video it said this is how the gun works and it usually showed you fighting the types of enemies that it was best against so you already knew that and it was just so easy to quickly figure out whether or not you wanted to use a gun or not which so, I
1: forgot about that, and then Andrew was telling me like how each one has a picture of what works best with a gun, like which mm-hmm. um, mutants you should kill um, with that particular gun. And I forgot about that, and that would have been very helpful. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, so now that you guys are kind of touching base with it, what did you guys think of the enemy types in this game? I thought they were pretty good as a whole. It
2: did a lot of that same thing where you know here's just basically three enemy types and we'll build on them and but i think as a whole they did a really good job making you feel like there's a lot of different ones i think the most with the robots just because i don't know it was just easier to notice with it with the od being just bright orange sometimes they just blend together and you just fight them all at the same time but they had a few that were very very distinguishable so i thought as a whole they're pretty dang good. I thought it
1: was kind of meh. I mean, I mean, I feel like you they all kind of exploded the same way, you know? I mean, they did have the human enemies. What were they called? Scabs? Yeah, was you had
0: correct? the OD yeah. or the overdose. Those are the main monsters. You have the human element and then the robot element.
1: Yeah, so I didn't think that there was, like, too much with them. I mean, I feel like some games, the enemies, they have a lot of character. I mean, these were just mutants running around. I mean, I didn't really... There's some games where I was like, I need to kill these guys. These guys are jerks. But this one, I was just like, eh, kill the, kill the mutants, you know? <laughs> I like to have, like, a goal. Like, I like to, to find... Like, I, I ended up actually wanting to kill, like, the rich people more than I wanted to kill the mutants. <laughs> the mutants, I felt bad for. i like, oh, they accidentally drank a little bit of something. Like, I kind of feel bad for them. But the rich people, I was like, I kind of just want to kill them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> See, That's I thought they jerks. did a good job with the enemies. So... The design of them I thought was pretty interesting. I thought it was... You could kind of easily pick them out of a crowd. Because, yeah, even with the OD kind of looking kind of the same kind of Morphous orange blobs, you could easily distinct... You could easily figure out which ones were which. Because, like, the blowers clearly were kind of slightly green with a giant cannon on their hand. You had the ones that had, like, CO2 tanks coming out of them. Then you have the big hulkers. So I thought they were always easy to pick out. So when you see, like, some... Enemy shooting you, you could be like, oh, I know what enemy type that is. And I know what to look for. And you could, it was kind of easy to figure it out who you need to go after. But I liked the three different types of enemies of the overdose, the human, and the robots. Because it made you switch up your weapon types. And it also made you switch up the kind of abilities you put in your weapons. Because you can equip a certain amp on your weapon to give it a, like a nice effect. So you can make your assault rifle catch enemies on fire or you can make it have a lightning effect. So I thought it made the gameplay really interesting because it wasn't just, oh, you have one gun that works so well on everyone, just use that one gun as much as possible. It was always much like, oh, this gun's really good at killing the OD, but it's really bad at killing the humans. So you want to use this gun instead for killing the humans, but oh, now this gun's really bad at killing the robots. So I thought it did a really good job to make you juggle your weapons.
1: Which I think it's interesting that they come up with all these amazing weapon ideas, but they have these flimsy wooden barricades. <laughs> like, what is that about? I mean, they have, like, the, the, the fence, but I feel like if you do have this, like, you in apocalypse thing going on, you would actually want to focus on that to make sure that they don't get in and kill you. No, they've got so you. So I thought that was kind of...
2: <laughs> You're just there to just shoot the heck out of everything and demolish all of them. They don't want to do anything for themselves. Everyone just wants to rely on you in the game.
0: Basically, I mean, they make jokes about that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, you, can get, you carry everyone. Well, yeah, by
2: the time you get to the final squad, they, they're not very pleased with you. And you basically, you're just like, look, I know how this goes. I help you do some stuff. You like me, and then you do what I need. What do I need to do? <laughs> and they're like, nothing. Get out of here. And so then you have to go on this whole mission to figure out what they want. So... It's, I just think it's really, again, they, just another point where they do a lot of funny things in the
0: game. So this brings up probably my one of my favorite gameplay elements of this, and that's the base defense. So every once in a while you have to defend these certain vats as they're cooking, and it's just a timed defense mode. And I absolutely love those. I always have so much fun with them. Because, yeah, they have these flimsy barricade walls that the monsters are going to be charging and breaking down, and you have to set up traps and set up certain choke points for the monsters to come in so you can kill them. But I absolutely love that game mode. I always wish... I I don't know if they came out with it in the DLC, but I wish there was just a survival mode to see how long you could last. Because that's when there's just ton and ton of the mutants on the screen, and you're just blasting everything. And I, I think those are when the game is really strong.
1: The first time that that happened, we were trying to defend it... I was up on, uh, I was grinding on something up high, and I just immediately fell off, and I panicked, and I was like, I don't know which direction I'm going in. <laughs> that time, I definitely, I died <laughs> really fast.
0: <laughs> yeah, this game, it's all about non-stop movement. You if you are standing panic. still, you die. Like, yeah. you, you do not take many hits to die, and if you're, if you're not moving, you're, you're going to die quick.
1: There are health boxes, which I thought were very helpful, <laughs> but I mean, they're few and far between. <laughs>
0: i mean the enemies drop health too but yeah not as often
1: sometimes there's so many there though that it's kind of hard to get to them
0: yeah but you just blast everything and hope some health and
2: ammo appears (laughs) but the nice thing though even is if you're not in the middle of a mission where you actually have to go back to a certain checkpoint and that would happen to me a couple times and i think liz too like you with the the fizzy fight that's probably where you were running into that if you don't have those situations um, for example, even in the base defense, if you die, it's like five seconds and you're back in the game. So it doesn't even really ruin your whole mission. Like, you can keep going with it, which I think is just really fun. Because for me, there were certain points I was like, screw it, I'll just die. I'll be better off when I come back I'll full health and I'll just go back, go to it. And the, the death reanimation scenes always made me laugh, too. So. Oh, yeah. The
0: death animation scenes are really funny.
1: The Dracula one, you come with your arm over your eyes, like <laughs> that. There's that, amazing. There's
0: one where uh, the OD are throwing you out of a van as if they just kidnapped you. <laughs>
2: that one's great. I think one of my favorite ones is when it just pulls up the creepy TV with the the staticky screen and you climb out of it, like the, the ring. ring. Yeah. yeah.
0: There's one where you come back out of the DeLorean from Back to the Future <laughs> and uh, Marty McFly comes and punches you and takes the vehicle and flies away. <laughs>
2: They're, oh, my other another really good one, actually. You get dropped out of the UFO, and a bunch of just junk falls out with you. That's another <laughs> So yeah, just so many good death scenes. It's, it's honestly worth just sitting around dying and watching
3: them. It's
0: kind of like, yeah, it's kind of rewarding for your death, which I think is interesting. Yeah. That's what I love about this game. Like, it's just not punishing. It's just meant to be fun and relaxing. But, except, there's one element of this game I think it just sticks out like a sore thumb, and I don't understand why, like why they added it to this game, and that's the glider. I absolutely hate the glider. You do it, it's you only do it once, part of the story at the beginning, and there's some challenges of it, but it's so terrible. When you're in the giant, when you're in the car and just flying around shooting mines, I don't know why they put that in there. it is out a
1: power after like two, two seconds.
0: It's a terrible element of the game. It's slow, which is also very weird because everything in this game is super fast, but you're in this glider that's so slow, and yeah, you're just shooting mines, and it's hard to aim with it. It's just, I think it's the worst part of the game. I don't know why they put that in there.
1: And Walter was the one building it. Shouldn't he be flying it? Like, why yeah. am I doing it? Why do I have to do everything? I know.
0: <laughs> that was kind of weird. And
2: I and I do agree with you. It was probably my least favorite part of the game. I didn't think it was that bad, though. It, it didn't bother me. I did I did think, boy, this is really out. slow. I, I guess if you say it stands out, yeah, I agree with you there. Cause because of the speed so much more than anything, it's just so slow.
1: I don't understand how you're supposed to have the power, though. Because the reason why my plane went down, I think it was like five times, is because I couldn't, the power just went down had to, Because you have
0: to go on the jet streams. (laughs) Oh. <laughs> okay how, so how did you beat that part that's a, uh, now this is a
2: really good I question i mean i went
1: over some accidentally because i was <laughs> following it but i wasn't <laughs> aiming at them you
0: really need to read dialogue on screens babe.
1: sometimes i turn it down if like i'm just
0: just
2: throw in subtitles and, and, and just I'm, always I'm like, play with subtitles
1: I forgot to put the subtitles up, so it was just them talking. But like, if I'm getting like cranky with something, I'll turn it down, and then sometimes I forget to turn the volume back up after.
2: I will say this game did really (laughs) just another really good job with if you couldn't if you weren't figuring something out, it would give you dialogue. I felt like to actually explain where to go. Like there was one of them in particular I remember. It was. I needed to use the crane to blow up a a door. And they're like, yeah, we should get something big to do that. That would be really good. To hint at it a couple more times, she goes, hey, that crane over there, you should go get in it and we'll use it to destroy the door. I was like, oh, okay, got it. (laughs) So, yeah, even if you're getting annoyed, this game actually was the best time to be listening to it. Yeah, the
0: game's not hand-holdy, but it does help you. But, yeah, I mean, this game does such a good job where it does a good job guiding you, but it's not holding your hand too much because it does a good job too, even just... Giving you markers as to where to go or where to find your objective. But it, it never is like. It will generally give you a general idea where to search every once in a while. But yeah, if you take too long, it will kind of point you even more into the direction where you need to go.
1: Yeah, my ignorance was my own fault with this game. That 100%. you are very much a noob. Yeah. I need to listen. I'm not a good That's
0: listener.
1: A- <laughs> That's a I have No podcast. comment on that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But uh, so since this is an open world game, of course, there is a bunch of things to collect. And unfortunately, when it comes to open world games, there's a fine line between a good amount of stuff to collect and way too much to collect. And unfortunately, I think this game leans a bit too much on the way too much to collect.
1: Like the 50 smartphones?
0: You have, I think it's 40. I think it's 40 smartphones. Oh. Then there's 150 of four different things. There's 150 sneakers, 150 signs, 150 toilet paper and 150 cameras oh and 150 balloons
1: but you don't have to get them right there's achievements for them
0: and they give you power-ups
2: true they they were your currency to buy amps so a lot of them were i think to your point they are easy to collect because ultimately you can buy all the maps to know exactly where to go and this is something i've complained about in other games where it doesn't give you that ability to at least work to buy them but i do agree with you that's that's what like somewhere well over a thousand items or something in that number and that's just way too much way too much
0: it is but yeah like you said Keith. at least you it gives you the locations for them but it still takes a lot of traversal and exploration to kind of find all the stuff
2: no and i do agree so music was something i actually did want to talk about too because i think it even while it's not in a fantastic soundtrack it's actually it's very unique because it's basically a whole it's a whole like rock or like punk rock album basically yeah and it's actually on spotify and i listened to it it's actually not terrible
0: well, for me the music was on the border of it it really kind of flipped for me There there's some moments where i'm like "Ah, oh, this is a really good song it's a good fit but then there was some that i was like this is really repetitive and really annoying and i wanted to find a way to maybe skip a song or like turn off some of the songs but unfortunately there's no option but you got some where like the characters are seeing like the bard those songs are pretty funny. Yeah. One of my favorite songs, part of the soundtrack. I don't know if you guys picked up on it, but it's the commercial for Pepto-Bismol. Yes,
2: I did. I had to look up the commercial. I was like, "What is?" Because I was, like I said, I was listening to the album one sa- or on Spotify today, and I was like, "What is he?" Sa- that's a commercial. And I first went with Alka-Seltzer. Yeah. So, yeah, I found it, and I was like,
0: "Oh my god, this is amazing!" Because I first picked up on it because I just kept hearing repeating them saying diarrhea diarrhea, and I'm like, why, like, why would you come up with this song? But then when I was listening to the lyrics, he was like, heartburn, it digestion, diarrhea, <laughs> and I was just like, oh, this is a Pepto-Bismol commercial that they turned into a punk rock song. <laughs> oh, it was,
2: it, it made me, it made me a good chuckle. So that's, and that's what I'm saying. Even the soundtrack made me laugh. So it might not have been the best soundtrack. I'm not, I'm not here to stand on a, you know, soapbox about it but it was it was good and i appreciate what they did with it at least cuz i think it fit the game cuz the whole the whole game starts on a rock concert and you put on a rock concert yeah. in the game and all these things so
1: i think it worked surprisingly i agree with keith like i had respect for it just because it was unique you don't see that in a lot of games i will say i did find it surprisingly a bit repetitive after like there were some points where I did want to turn it down, yeah. which I love repetition, but there were some times I was just like I just need some silence for a couple minutes. Yeah, there was a
0: couple songs that it really it really kinda was I thought jarring. And I was just like, Okay, can I can I skip this song?
1: But I did like the vibe.
2: Yeah, but not not only that, there were a couple songs as I listened through it, I was like, Didn't I listen to this song? No, the, the lyrics are I guess are different, but like they almost would use the same song with different lyrics sometimes, yeah. I think, just to fit what you were doing, or at the very least, maybe slightly off key or something like that, just enough to sound slightly different. But I do agree with you. In parts, I wasn't loving it all. I didn't think it was an amazing soundtrack. I just, like I said, I respect what it was. That's my biggest thing.
0: For me, I think that's just kind of the genre of the music. I think punk rock music can be pretty repetitive. That And, and that's true, it, too. A lot of it can sound similar. Also i will say at podcast. the
1: beginning <laughs> i was a little frustrated with it because there was one point where they were giving instruction and the music was so loud over the person talking and i tried turning it up but it just made the music louder and i got really irritated because i'm like i'm supposed to be listening to this guy because he's instructing me and the mu- i don't know if it was like a glitch or if you guys experienced it too it was at the very beginning but i was like super irritated because I, I couldn't hear the people. I was like, is it going to be like this the entire game? Uh, but it was I had just, subtitles
0: on. I didn't notice. Yeah,
1: it was just this small yeah. section at the beginning. It went away. Afterwards, Like it would die down while people were talking. But I was like, that's the only time that I really like hated the music.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That would that would bother me. I will say, just as a good rule of thumb, Liz, just throwing it out here. and I think Andrew will agree. Always check settings on the game when you start it. Cause there's might just be settings like you don't realize you can turn on or off that can be very helpful, like and subtitles is always one of them. I personally I hate vibrations on a controller. I turn it off like really? every single time. It does. It bothers my wrists. And maybe that's just me being <sighs> old and stuff. I don't know. I hated it. I in turn it off almost Obarantia. everywhere I can. Yeah. Sometimes. It, oh, Because yeah. you couldn't turn it off in there. That was. I think I might have said that. That was one of the one things I kind of didn't like in that
0: game. But,
2: um,
1: I think it was either the feather or the hammer. In that, it was like shaking it
3: like uncontrollably, I it and I was like, "I think it was the,
0: f- I think it was the feather." It wasn't necessary.
3: Yeah, in it the was fight, well, it happened a lot
2: in fights too. So I would just kind of put my controller on my lap and like, yeah, I, I turned that, I turned that huh. off. So I, even that, just there's a lot of things I always find like I just check the settings because there's a lot of things buried in like gameplay. They're like, oh. I do not know I could turn on this helper, you know, maybe it doesn't turn it on by default, but they have, like, helpful hints that'll pop up for you. So, always check those when playing a new game.
0: That's so odd. I kind of want to go on this little bit of a rabbit trail. <laughs> I've, I, like for me, I love vibrations. I can't believe you guys don't like them, because I don't mind
1: minor, but when it's, like, shaking and control, And for something as stupid as a feather, you know? <laughs> if I'm in a fight and it's I'm vibrating just a feather. little bit, you know, whatever. But it's just, like... It, See for
0: me, I always like it because it actually gives me like notification on things. Like I know the, for mean. me, the big thing I notice when I play Sea of Thieves, like it vibrates when you're turning the when you have the wheel center. And when I'm playing on my PC, I lose that vibration. So sometimes I like I don't realize I have the wheel center, and like there's times where it's like I may not know I'm getting hit, but if your controller is vibrating, I know I'm getting hit. So, yeah, I'm surprised you guys don't like Vibration.
1: I just don't like it when it's very strong.
2: That's the thing. I don't know. I don't Maybe know. I can turn it down That's on weird. my controller because I do have an Elite. But, I, I, yeah, it just bothers me. I turn it off on games. I don't I don't like it.
0: Anyway, rabbit trail over. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Anyways, I was trying to give Liz a helpful hint. That's what I was trying to do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you can show me later.
0: <laughs> uh, but the other thing I also want to touch base with is the multiplayer in this game. So as with most games, I feel like every game kind of is forced in with a multiplayer. And this game, I wouldn't fully say it was forced with the multiplayer, but I th- like the multiplayer. I think the multiplayer is good enough. It's not great, but it's, it is a fun distraction is the best way I can describe
1: it. I didn't like it. Not that I didn't. Ah, That sounds, that sounds harsh. I preferred the game.
0: I mean, I prefer the main game, but I I think it's a fun distraction. If you have friends playing, I think I actually enjoyed the multiplayer because it's it's a competitive co-op game mode is what it is. And I think it does a good job because a lot of this game is about score and it's nice being with a group of friends and actually trying to compete with these missions that you're doing. And then in the end, you're all trying to defend a base. I actually thought they did a pretty good job with it. And then the rewards you get in multiplayer, you carry to your single player game.
1: I feel like half the time I didn't know what was going on and then there was one point when uh, I was playing with Andrew and I died and it spawned me like 600 away from him when he was doing the mission and I was like what's the point of that so Andrew like like finished it shortly after but it's like things like that I just like didn't understand with the multiplayer I felt like there were things like that all the time
2: yeah maybe I didn't play enough of it because I think Andrew and I only played just that one round together I had a lot of fun with it, I and I, I don't know if I'd use the word distraction, but I think it's a good way to explain it, Andrew. It's something that, or the way you explain it best, actually, is that if you have friends to play it with, and I even told you, I was like, we need to get more people playing this, because this would be fun with, like, four or five people, because you just got to compete with your friends. If you lost, you lost. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, it, from the one time you played it, that final defense was actually what you were looking for. You, there was no time limit to it. It was just defend as long as you can. And no, there was a time oh, limit. Oh, was there? Okay. I was going to say, I, I could have been wrong yeah. on that. But even still, I just... I thought that was... I thought it was very good the way they did it where, like you said, they didn't they didn't make it overbearing. It was something that, honestly, you could play by yourself. You're going to be at way disadvantage, but if you just feel like keep chugging out hours on the game, getting all the unlocks and everything, you could probably still have some fun with it on your own, to be honest. So... I think it's still it's good. I don't
1: think I care for missions.
2: Just at least in the way they did it. Like you said, it, it they made it a way that it could never die, you know? Like, yeah, you might not be able to find a match, but you can always get a couple friends to play a match. Or, as you said, if you want to be bold enough, you can play around yourself.
0: Yeah, since this game has been out for, you know, a couple of years now, yeah, the online community of it is pretty non-existent. But... Actually,
2: in the game, I don't know if you noticed this, they had TVs around it, which when the game was live they would update the videos that would play when you walked up to them. And now it's just this canned yeah, I remember those. One video. It's like, yeah, it's all over now, but you can go to our YouTube page if you want. <laughs> so.
0: Yeah. They used to every week come up with a new video and like would highlight some character, like a uh, fan creation stuff or gameplay clips. And they would announce upcoming events, kind of stuff like that. But yeah, now this game's, uh, online community is dead,
2: which honestly, and, and I don't know, maybe we're going a little long in this, but that's such a cool thing in a game and the way they built it into it. I wish I could go back and play it when it was that, or give me Sunset Overdrive 2 because oh, I, I, I
0: would love that. I think
2: this game does it, but um, another but for what it's worth, because we talked about how all the, the collections as an annoying thing achievements right what were your thoughts on Andrew? because you're more the achievement hunter obviously
0: so since this is a big open world sandbox game this isn't a great game if you're achievement hunter to hopefully to a thousand it but it does a decent job at least giving you achievements for story and it does it doesn't really do anything to kind of change the gameplay which is unfortunate because i always like that with achievements when they try to really kind of make you think outside the box and play the game in a different way but overall, I mean, you can get all the achievements by playing the game, though. Like, you don't have to do multiple playthroughs or anything like that. It is just a lot of collecting. It's a lot of score beating, which I like. I mean, that's at least kind of fun to kind of make you go for scores and, like, high scores and stuff like that. But it's definitely not a game I think you can easily thousand. You're going to have to put quite a bit of hours.
2: Yeah, see, I'm kind of in the same boat as you. Is Because I always like a good game that's going to give me a chunk, of ex- or a chunk of it without trying too hard. And this game will give you a lot of it, but you've got to try hard for all of it. And that's fine, because I think it's playable enough that, you know, again, playing this five years away from it being released, I could see myself just going back and playing for 45 minutes an hour that I gotta kill here and there. Because it's just fun, it's, and it's something that I can have fun with by myself. I don't need anyone else online or whatever. So ultimately, you can get there, but it's not Hunter-worthy, I guess.
0: And it is kind of disappointing too that they didn't have more fun with the achievements because they had such fun with the game. I'm surprised they didn't do kind of fourth-wall breaking with the achievements or or pop culture references with the achievements, but I didn't really see any.
2: Yeah, I did a quick scan of them, but I was really more focused, I guess, on what they were, and I was like, "Yeah, never gonna get that. Never gonna get that. Never gonna get that."
0: <laughs> so going into our final thoughts, Keith, you want to lead us? What do you? What did you overall? What did you think of this game?
2: Honestly, the the one thing I can say about this game more than anything, and maybe I've said it, it's just a ton of fun. That's the one big thing about it. I loved it, and yeah, I just just play it. It's great. That's, That's my one big thing about it. I'd go probably like an 88, maybe a 90, I guess, somewhere in that ballpark,
0: but yeah, I thought it was awesome. I loved it. Liz, what did you think of it as the noob?
1: I thought it was kind of difficult. I... I definitely love the style of the game. I loved the music and, I mean, even, like, the clothing and things. Like, I just, everything had a really cool vibe. And it's something that I enjoyed playing. Um, I think I would also enjoy watching it, too. But, like, actually, like, going around the city and grinding and zip lining and stuff, I feel like it's something that you definitely have to experience yourself. I don't think it's something that I could just, like, watch someone play and be instantly hooked. So, it's hard for me because I didn't... I didn't like, like really want to play it all the time. So, I mean, part of me, like for playability as like a noob, I want to give it like an 80, but for how much effort and all the cool stuff that they incorporated into the game, I feel like it deserves a 95, you know what I mean? So I feel like it's kind of like, if you're if you're not a noob and you're an experienced uh, gamer, you definitely have to play it. would probably be like a 95 for you, but... Uh, so I don't know. Maybe a 90. I'm a little torn.
0: <laughs> I mean, I, I agree with a lot of what you're saying, Liz. Uh, I mean, you did mention earlier that you wish there was a difficulty setting.
1: If, it was, if I, there was an easy difficulty setting, my rating only, would be higher. The only
0: issue with that is this game is all about traversal. And it's like, how do you make that easier? I understand maybe making the enemies not hit you as hard, but then it's like, what, you're going to... It's gonna encourage you to more just stand on the ground and shoot people like that's not what this game is This game is about non-stop movement
1: The more I played it the better I got at it the easier time I had with it So I feel like my feelings with that were definitely more at the beginning But I still for me my biggest disappointment with the games were some of the missions Like for me um the, like the pass or fail ones But the rest of the game like just like going about I enjoyed Thoroughly, It's just the missions kind of, I thought, were a little bit difficult for me.
0: Okay. See, I absolutely love this game. I bought it way back in the day. And I think just everything about this game is fantastic. The environment, the graphics are absolutely top-notch. Everything in this game, I think, fits so well. Like, nothing really seems out of place except for that glider. The glider just seemed really odd to me. But I thought the creatures were great, the character designs were great, I loved the characters. I thought the voice acting for the female as the main character, I thought her voice was a little jarring. But overall, I liked the, the dialogue, I really liked the story, the weapons are really great, I love this reversal. I love when you're first playing it, you're just really kind of slow doing this simple grind. But as you get better with this game, and just flying through the city, there's no greater feeling. Than just like soaring through the city and getting from point A to point B in like three seconds. Like you just feel so accomplished, like traversing the city. So everything in this game I think is just fits so well. It is just a blast of a game. And for me, I'd give this game a 93. It there's just yeah, I, I wish there was a little bit more ways to play the game. I wish there was a survival mode. Um maybe a little more depth with the multiplayer, but overall what's here i think is absolutely worth your time and it's just a fantastic game
1: well i just wanted to say real quick because you're talking about the voice acting for the female character when i first started this game the female body because you pick between like there's two women that you can choose from like body types and there's men they did like a weird female body like it was not like it was weird you have
0: super skinny and then just small
1: even the way she stands like i almost didn't want to pick the female because the men looked normal the women looked like this weird contorted like hunchback almost but it was very subtle but i thought that was really weird that they they did such a great job with all the men but the women when you chose them looked like weird (laughs) i don't know small complaint
0: well, on Metacritic, this game has a 81, and then for a user score, is a 7.8. I
1: think it should be higher.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely think it should be higher. I, Because I, for me, I, I feel like there's very little to kind of complain about this game. So, But overall, so yeah, we ended up rating it higher than what it has for a Metacritic score.
1: And we're right, just so you know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Always right.
0: We're definitely the, the, the supreme opinion. Um, but uh, right now, if you're looking to buy this game on the Microsoft Store instead of on Game Pass, it's runs thirty bucks now but I've generally I only see it like the deluxe edition being like twenty five or cheaper so you can always buy it really cheap would you guys recommend this game to a friend who doesn't have game pass um I mean yeah
2: i I, I would for sure I would say and again I think the thirty dollars is actually probably fine surprisingly because of its age but also I guarantee you could probably go find it cheaper somewhere else at GameStop or something used but that aside I would I would definitely recommend this game and especially if you do have Game Pass I would highly recommend this game because it's free for you to download
1: I would agree I mean I think like I said earlier for me, I just thought it was so cool that it was like Tony Hawk and Resident Evil and you don't see a lot of games like that out there. I don't. I haven't seen a game like this before. So I think that's why, I mean, I think it deserves 30 bucks for that fact alone.
0: I would say you need to spend 60 bucks on this game.
3: Yeah, <laughs> Even if just it's just $30, bucks, you, did.
0: <laughs> you need to give a donation option to give the additional $30. So 60.
1: we can have a second one. If yes, it, I yeah. Actually, really I will pay
2: $60 if it will get me a second version. Of, or a second sunset overdrive i will agree with you there actually you
1: guys always make fun of me for saying i would pay 60 but now you're like yeah let's do it
2: yeah but this game for no reason didn't get a sequel it needs one
0: it it, because it just did not sell i think this game was considered a flop from its lack of poor sales i think it was released at a really odd time and had very very little advertisement to it so it was just kind of a game that came under the radar because I, I admit, when I saw it at E3, the trailers they did for it just did not do it justice. I was just like, this game just looks really weird. It looked to me like it was a share world shooter. And I was like, I don't want to play that kind of game. So I think they just did a, such a poor job with its advertisement. But
1: it do they is, have a Twitter? I feel like if they do, people should tweet They it do. And be like, where's the sequel? Where's the sequel? Well, I'm right now playing.
0: everyone's tweeting them about their new Spider-Man game that they just came out, which I heard was really good. But, yeah, it does
2: look uh, good, but I won't pick up a PS4
0: yeah i don't care too much for it but i mean this is a fantastic studio and i would absolutely love if they came out with a sequel so if you do not have game pass you should buy this game absolutely and if you do have game pass you should just play it it is you will have a very fun weekend i guarantee you that but even if you have a friend who doesn't have game pass and has this game i have a copy i'll give you a copy if you message me but well i think that's gonna do it for us this week I have been your Hardcore Gamer host, Andrew. Uh, you can follow me on Xbox Live at Firebird01844, uh, where we, I will be streaming on Mixer, generally the games we're playing. Keith, where can people find you? Uh, also on Xbox, obviously. Uh, a little fluffy,
2: if you don't know already. You know now. I'm also on the Twitter uh that's keith lynch one two one mm, sometimes i post clips and things there just other ramblings but whatever yeah you can you can find me there and yeah watch me on mixer as well under my same tag as xbox a little fluffy because i stream games like this and apex and division and other things
1: and i'm liz the Noob. gamer tag come on i'm dean but i don't stream i am on twitter though liz the noob but noob is ew Not o
0: o, but yeah, tweet us.
2: Tell us what you think. And Liz, Liz, I love that Scottish guy. By the way, I just have to throw it out there. Scottish, the the singing guy. What? Scottish is he Scottish? The British Scottish, the singing guy. He does the singing in public. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. I just started following him. I like didn't even know who he was.
2: No, I was watching a thing. I've seen him pop up before, and I saw you tweeting him, and it was hilarious. I cringe. I, I get so you.
1: embarrassed for it. So,
2: so, yeah, follow Liz
0: to follow that guy. <laughs> <laughs> but, Liz, next week's your pick. What do we play next week?
1: An amazing game, something we're all familiar with, Sea of Thieves.
0: Yeah. we got some
1: new content we got to discuss.
0: Yeah, we got we to live our pirate life with the new content. i oh, living my best pirate life. <laughs> All right, well, that's going to do it for us this week. If you enjoyed listening to this, please like, comment, and subscribe wherever you find this fine podcast because we are on everything. Uh, Spotify, iTunes, you know, all the good stuff. Uh, Is there anything we missed? Did we get anything horribly wrong? Let us know. You can find us at Twitter at GPGBPod. We're also on Facebook at GamePassGrabBag, or you can send us an email directly at gamepassgrabbag@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Well, I hope you all enjoyed, and we hope to see you again next week.
2: Bye. That's all, folks.